And then also just a reminder to keep your laptops and your phones uh, on mute th uh, throughout this call uh, until such time uh, you're going to ask a question. So, uh, so good afternoon. Uh, my name is Rob Krause. I'm in the Benefits Division within the Human Resources Department uh, within the county. And we also have Cigna here today in FBA uh, to talk about their respective benefits. And uh, so I'll go ahead and kind of kick this off and then we'll hand that off uh, to Cigna and FBA to talk about FSA. So with that, um, Alicia, let's go ahead and get started. Great. So um, today uh, we're here to kick off or not kick off again. Of course, it's open enrollment. It's, it's our third uh, town hall. It's a virtual call. Uh, we're going to talk about two major uh, changes uh, during uh, during throughout the duration of this call, uh, one of which we'll get to in a moment. Uh, but the first one is that, uh, just a reminder, I'm sure you've seen a lot of communications. Uh, this is an active enrollment. That, that means you must, if, if you want healthcare insurance in 2024, you must actually go into the Oracle Employee Self-Service and enroll in coverage. In past years, it has been passive, meaning if you had coverage and you did not want to make any changes, you simply uh, didn't have to do anything and your benefits would roll over. That is not the case. And there's a couple of reasons for that. Uh, one of which uh, every couple of years, it's, it's very good for employers to do, to do an active enrollment. So employees uh, re-engage their healthcare, their options to make sure that they're enrolled in the plan benefit that's best for them. And then the other reason is because of the other change we're making, which I said I'll talk about in a little bit. So you must enroll in the month of November if you wanna have insurance in 2024. So you'll go into the Oracle self-service. Uh, you can enroll, make changes to your plan. You can enroll or re-enroll in an FSA account. Uh, that limit is $3,050 still. Dependent care FSA limit is $5,000. And for those of you who are in our Cigna choice plans that are paired with an HSA, a health savings account, those individual and family limits of contributions have increased. And you'll see those numbers on the screen for an individual, $4,150. And then for the family, $8,300. Any changes or enrollment you make will be effective January 1 of 2024. You'll see on a number of these slides, I might be referencing retirees here or there. Uh, just disregard those. Uh, this is uh, this presentation was from uh, also shared with retirees last week. So right uh, today we are just focused on our active population. Next. So a bit of context around our health plan. Uh, we have what's called a, a self-funded plan, meaning we at the county are at risk for all of the claim dollars uh, that our employees and retirees incur. So essentially, we contract with third-party administrators. In this particular case, we contract with Cigna, Express Scripts, Delta Dental, and Davis Vision to process and manage our claims, but we ultimately pay for those claims out of uh, what we call our self-insurance fund. So we have a self-insurance fund that's managed by finance, and we deposit all of the employee payroll contributions into that fund, as well as our county contributions, as well as retiree premiums. And we use those dollars to pay for claims, for admin costs, for actuarial services, compliance, wellness, anything related to the health plan, we pay out of the self-insurance fund. You might remember back in 2020, we did a competitive bid for all of these services, and we ended up signing contracts contracts with Cigna, Express Scripts, Delta Dental, and Davis, and we signed five-year contracts. And 2024 will be the fourth year in that contract, uh, uh, the fourth year of the five years, and then we'll have an opportunity to extend those contracts at one-year intervals for up to five more years after that. Next. So uh, you probably hear for one of two reasons. One, you just want to learn more about what's happening in 2024. Or two, you actually heard about the increase in premiums that, that we'll see. And I want to spend a little bit of time around why we're seeing this such a large increase. And so the renewal came in at 19.3%. We did get that down, and I'll get to the final number in a bit. But I want to talk a little bit about um, the actual rationale behind, behind that increase. And so uh, we're seeing, first of all, we're seeing much higher trends in medical and prescription drugs. Uh, when we do our, our, our projections, we used to use medical trends of about 6% and drug trends at about 8%. We're now having to use a 8% a, a medical and a 10% drug. Uh, some of those drug costs are spiraling out of control, and, and there's very little we can do uh, about those particular uh, factors. 
we also see medical inflation. You know, we're, we're all dealing with uh, regular inflation in our everyday lives, and, and the healthcare market is not immune to that. You know, you have your providers who need to pay their staffs higher amounts in compensation. You know, the equipment is becoming more expensive. So medical inflation, uh, we're going to see probably for the foreseeable future, is going to impact our renewals. We also have what's called pent-up demand from COVID-19. You know, we had a couple years there where employees, uh, you know, delayed any services, maybe elective surgeries they might have, or they didn't have their uh, their screenings, their preventative care screenings. So now some of that demand is being released, and we're seeing higher claim dollars. And we're also seeing individuals who are now having those screenings, and they're realizing that, you know, whatever condition they might have has progressed uh, much uh, faster than they had anticipated because they didn't have those screenings up front. We also see an increase in high in high claimants. Uh, back in 2021, we had about 95 claimants who had claims over $50,000. Uh, from 2021 to 2022, that 95 number went up to 135. That's a significant increase for those individuals who have claims in excess of $50,000 just in one year. Uh, past plan performance. Uh, if you've been here for a while, you'll know that we've actually been uh, Fairly, our, our plan has performed fairly well over the past five years with average increases anywhere from one to three percent. That's much lower than trend. Unfortunately, that's not really sustainable. Uh, we're kind of paying for that a little bit now but with, with this significant increase. I, I don't anticipate it being like this year after year after year. But when you have a number of great years, you know, you're likely to see kind of a, a blip um, in the next renewal increase. And then lastly, uh, I mentioned a little bit about self-insurance fund con uh, earlier today. Um, last year, we had asked the board for an additional $2 million to help bring down the rates from 5.6% down to 2.6%. Now, in hindsight, you know, 5.6% is really not that bad, considering we're looking at a 19% increase this year. But regardless, you know, we need to pay those monies back. So part of that 19% is kind of giving that money back to the self-insurance fund um, in 2024. Next. So we came in, uh, the projections came in about 19.3%. We were able to get that down to 11.1%. We did that two different ways. One, uh, we had a health plan provider network change, which I'll talk about in a little bit, that reduced the renewal uh, by 5.3%. And um, we also asked the board again this year for an additional $2 million uh, to buy down the rate even further by about net by about 2.9%. So we started at 19.3, and we were able to get that down to 11.1%. And that's for our active employees, our pre-65 retirees, and our post-65 retirees. Uh, there will be no increase in premium rates for the dental and vision coverage for the actives uh, and the pre-65 retirees. Uh, however, the post-65 retirees will see a 7.7% increase in dental, and that's primarily due to uh, their plan utilization. Next. Okay, so I mentioned earlier we had two major changes. One is that we have an active enrollment where you must enroll actively in the month of November in order to have coverage in 2024. The other change is uh, the replacement of the network of medical providers uh, for actives and pre-65 retirees. And I just want to touch on this because this is something that you probably have heard about. I say it's a major change, but it's not. it doesn't necessarily have a major impact on employees. So let me just level set and talk through what we have today. You know, today we have our Cigna point of service plan. It uses the point of service network. We have over 50% of our employees enrolled in that particular plan. It's got a, a local network. Uh, you have to select a PCP and you must have a referral from your PCP to see a specialist. The second most popular plan is the Cigna Open Access Plus plan. And that uses the OAP provider network. It's a little bit different. It's, it's, a, it's a larger network. It's, it's a national network for that matter. Uh, you do not have to select a PC, a primary care physician, and you do not need to have a referral to see a specialist. And then we have uh, two Cigna Choice plans. These are what we call our high deductible plans. Uh, one's paired with a health savings account. One's paired with a health reimbursement arrangement. They both also use the OAP network. So today in 2023, we have four options. One option is the POS, uses the POS provider network, and the other three use the Open Access Plus network. So what we're doing uh, in 2024 is we're replacing the POS network of medical providers and we're replacing that with um, the OAP network. Now, the plan design will remain exactly the same. Your co-pays, your deductibles, your co-insurance, out-of-pocket maximums, that will all remain the same. However, it's going to be using the OAP network. And we're going to call that plan the new 
OAP high plan. So we'll have the OAP high plan, the traditional OAP, and then of course still our two Cigna choice plans, one's paired with a health savings account and the other with a health reimbursement arrangement. And you'll see there on the on the screen, just a brief little comparison. Uh, we're looking at a national network as opposed to a local network. That's a great thing. Expanding access for our employees. You no longer have to select a primary care physician and you no longer need to have a referral to see a specialist. Next. So we have a, a few other minor changes here uh, with our Davis Vision benefit schedule. Uh, right now, today, when you receive exams or, or materials or glasses or lenses, uh, you can only receive them once every, we'll say, 365 days. So if I were to set, get them today, I'd have to wait 12 months before I can get them again. Uh, we're making a minor change to that schedule. Uh, we're going to make it every calendar year, once a year. So if I were to get an exam today or materials, I could then get the same materials and exam uh, sometime in January or February. You don't have to wait 12 months. It's just one every calendar year. The other uh, minor change, uh, this is not governed by the county, this is governed by the federal government. Uh, for those of you in those high deductible plans and you have an HSA, uh, those deductibles have increased uh, for an individual. It's going from 1,500 up to 1,600. And for families, we'll go from 3,000 up to 3,200. And as I mentioned earlier, the actual contributions that you can add to your account have increased um, to 4,150 for an individual and to 8,300 for a family. Next. So I think it's important for us to um, have a little bit more information around, you know, what the value of, of this plan. And so you'll see there on the screen in 2024, we're estimated to spend about $82.4 million annually for our active and pre-65 retiree plans. And our plan cost for our Medicare eligible, you know, our post-65 retirees is estimated to be about $4.2 million. To give you some context, back when we were doing our 2019 projections in 2018, we were projecting 2019 to be about 55 million. Now we're already up over 80 million and we'll be close to 100 million just in, in a few years. And I just want to reiterate that because this gives you a sense of, um, of the value of the plan and the investment that the county is making into their employees and, and into their retirees. Next. Uh, I'll briefly touch on dependent health plan eligibility. There's really no changes here. Of course, we're gonna carry your, cover your spouses and, and your children. Um, I will note though, uh, if you are currently covering your uh, dependent children or a spouse, you do not have to provide any sort of supporting documentation, such as a marriage certificate or birth certificate. You do not have to do that. However, if you are adding dependents on for the first time, you will need to send in that supporting documentation to HR no later than November 30th of this month. Next, be wise consumers of healthcare. You know, what can you all be doing to save money in 2024? Uh, I can't stress this enough. Try and see in-network providers. You know, those in-network providers have contracts with Cigna or Delta. And when you see them, they're limited to what they can actually charge you. So with those contracts, you know, you have a schedule of benefits. Uh, they can't bet. They can't just charge you an arm and a leg and then expect you to pay that. They have contracts with the vendors. There's negotiated rates, and then you pay less when you have those services rendered. Uh, you know, if you have any sort of maybe of a rash or a sprained ankle, you know, see it urgent care or maybe a convenience care center and try and stay away from the ER. Uh, the ER is not only uh, incredibly inconvenient, but it's very costly for you. And it's also very costly for the county. You know, seek out virtual health through MD Live. Um, you know, virtual health has really gained uh, quite a bit of momentum over the pandemic. Uh, it, it's a great opportunity uh, for you to to have most all of your, your regular services done, you know, virtually. Uh, if it's right for you, you know, try and have your provider prescribe generic medications uh, rather than the brands. You, you'll pay a lower copay. Then you can also, for maintenance management, you can go ahead and sign up for the mail order where you can receive up to 90 day supply for a 60 day cost. And then lastly, reevaluate your medical plan choice. Um, you should be doing this every year. Not all employees do it. Uh, a lot of times when employees, they reevaluate, they realize maybe they're in the wrong plan. Maybe they're in a higher plan. They don't need to be there. Maybe they're overinsured. It's something that uh, you really want to look at each year and this year in particular, because you actually have to go in and enroll for that. 
And Cigna has a nice tool online. Uh, we'll have the codes uh, to access that tool at the end of this at the end of this presentation. But the Cigna Easy Choice Plan comparison tool is there to help you as well. Next. Okay, just a reminder: open enrollment is an active enrollment. You must go into the system and enroll for all of your coverage and all your benefits. The enrollment is through November 1 through November 30th. It's through Oracle Self-Service. Uh, we are sending email reminders to employees. We're contacting departments to make sure they remind their employees. We've had a number of enrollment assistance meetings and we'll continue to have them uh, throughout the county. And online, there's also an instructional video. Next. Okay, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and hand this off to Tim uh, with Cigna. Great. Yeah, thanks, Rob, and good afternoon, everyone. Excited to be out here again to talk about your medical options for 2024. And starting on the next slide, um, we can actually advance too if we want, because we're going to start with a new OAP high. Uh, so Rob mentioned the changes that we have, uh, one of them being that we now have the OAP high plan replacing the POS. Um, and on the next slide, you know, we just want to reiterate once again the similarities between those two plans. Um, the plan designs will be exactly the same as the current POS plan. So, you know, for example, uh, things like your co-pays uh, for primary care and specialists will be the same. There's no deductible or co-insurance for those in-network services. And the out-of-pocket maximums are going to be exactly the same. So, you know, Rob talked about things like the national network and the no referrals. But from a plan comparison perspective, uh, exactly what you can expect to pay. Uh, on the POS, you can expect to pay on the new OAP high. Uh, so it should look and feel uh, exactly the same going into uh, the new plan year. And so, you know, once again, uh, we do have the Open Access Plus plan as well. Uh, and we showed some examples on the next slide of what you can pay uh, or what you can expect to pay on both the OAP and the OAP high plan. Uh, once again, this has not changed. So it should look uh, familiar. Um, and so, you know, one of the main differences uh, are those coinsurances and the deductibles that you can experience on the OAP plan. Um, but as Rob mentioned, you want to review, uh, you know, those options and see if that may be a better plan. The OAP is still great, rich plan. Um, but once again, that OAP high uh, is going to remain that POS type coverage uh, for you going into the new year. Um, on the next slide, just another few examples of the co-payments that you can expect to pay for things like the convenience care, uh, you know, our telehealth or virtual care options uh, or something, as Rob mentioned, we highly encourage you to take advantage of um, staying away from things like the emergency room for those uh, more serious or excuse me, more minor uh, medical conditions. If you do have the serious things, the emergency room is the correct place. Um, but obviously you want to try to avoid those costs if uh, you're able. And on the next slide, we'll review uh, the prescription costs. Uh, once again, these are remaining the same, so no big changes here. You do want to stick to those generic alternatives uh, uh, when possible and also take advantage of the 90-day supply, including the home delivery option that Rob mentioned. Um, our prescription drug benefits will continue to be uh, managed by Express Scripts. On the next slide, you'll see uh, the rates for the OAP high. Um, and you know, once again, these are posted out on the open enrollment website. So you have the link there. Um, so you know, I encourage you to review that information and take that into consideration uh, when you're making your plan changes uh, going into 2024. And on the next slide, uh, we also have this for the OAP, uh, but once again, you know, highly encourage you to just take advantage of reviewing those uh, out on the open enrollment website. Um, and uh, those are posted now and are available at any time. Um, so the next slide, as, as Rob mentioned, we do have uh, for active employees, two other additional plans uh, that are available, including the uh, high deductible health plan with the HRA and one with the HSA. Um, and just like our other two plan options uh, through the OAP, there are no primary cares required or referrals. Uh, preventative care is included at 100% as long as you remain in network. Uh, if you enroll in these plans, you will be receiving uh, either that um, HRA money or the HSA funding from your employer. Uh, so $1,000 for individual coverage, 
$2,000 for Employee Plus all the way up uh, to family coverage. And um, now that we uh, have made the change to the OAP High, all four of our plans are covered by that National Open Access Plus network. Um, and so once again, that has not changed for our HRA and HSA plans going into 2024. So same uh, doctors and providers that you've been utilizing previously. On the next slide, we'll give you an example of um, some of the expenses from a coinsurance perspective that you can expect to pay. Once again, we'll need to meet that deductible. Uh, slight increase, as Rob mentioned, uh, the IRS uh, made some updates to the deductibles for high deductible health plan accounts. So we did have to uh, unfortunately increase those, um, but very similar to what you experienced in 2023. Uh, so, you know, once again, no changes to that out-of-pocket maximum on the plan. And so on the next slide, prescription drugs, uh, once again, no changes here, uh, but you will need to meet that combined medical and pharmacy deductible um, and do want to always stick to those generic alternatives um, for your 30-day supplies, can take advantage of those 90-day supplies as well on these plans. Um, once again, just going to help to save you money out of pocket um, and give you that flexibility. Um, on the next slide, we will have our, our rates here. But as I talked about with the OAP high and the OAP, um, I encourage you to take advantage of looking at these out on the open enrollment website, um, reviewing that contribution. Uh, now's the time, as Rob mentioned, you know, to really review the, the expectations you uh, have from a out-of-pocket perspective and also what you're going to pay out of a premium. So uh, these documents are great to be able to review that. The uh, Easy Choice tool is also another great resource that does include these premium rates. Uh, switching over to retirees, uh, once again, uh, the only big change here is that that POS plan is being replaced by the Open Access Plus High Plan, and that will be uh, covered for retirees as well as our traditional OAP, uh, our choice fund with the HRA and our Medicare surround plan. So that those all will remain available for retirees uh, to enroll in. In the next few slides, we're going to talk about some additional uh, resources. And once again, we have our rates there uh, for our retirees, pre-65 as well as pre-65 retirees for both choice fund as well as our other plan options. And these are for the surround rates with your dental. Uh, so just a reminder, new ID cards will be reissued for any individual who has re-enrolled in the Medicare surround plan. Um, the ID cards are gonna reflect the change to the IMED vision network for post 65 retirees, any, any enrolled dependents, uh, that's gonna become effective January 1. Um, and additionally, our post 65 members re-enrolling re in the Medicare surround plan will receive a new prescription card that will show a new plan effective date. Uh, so those will be coming out towards uh, the December timeframe. So be on the lookout for that, and you can provide those new cards to your providers for service in 2024. Um, if you are a pre-65 participant, a new ID card will be issued for any individual that has switched a medical plan for 2024. Um, if you're taking action during open enrollment, but you're retaining the same medical plan, you will not be receiving a new ID card. So you can use that current card for any services going into 2024 if you're not making changes. All right, so some additional things that we wanted to make sure you're aware of that are included on the plan, uh, starting with the first that Rob mentioned, uh, which is our virtual care options. And like he mentioned, uh, these have become very uh, um, popular during um, the pandemic, but you know we've been actually offering virtual care for over 10 years now. Uh, and traditionally, you think about virtual care as the urgent care opportunities that you see the third uh, box from the left. And that gives you access to uh, board certified physicians uh, via a telephonic or FaceTime like feature for those minor medical conditions. You know, they, they're able to order prescriptions for you. They're able to follow up confidentially with your doctor. Uh, but we've also expanded our virtual care to now include things like your primary care visits, uh, as well as uh, your annual well visit. Uh, we also have behavioral care opportunities as well as dermatology. 
Uh, so once again, that low cost service uh, and ease of access is available for all of these services. And we highly encourage you to take advantage of that um, throughout the plan year. On the next slide, uh, we're reviewing Amplifon, which is our hearing aid uh, discount program. And this does offer discounted prices on hundreds of brand name hearing aids from several industry leading manufacturers. You do have your risk-free 60-day trial period uh, where you can get that money-back guarantee if you're not satisfied, as well as three-year warranties uh, as well, and free batteries uh, for a two-year supply. And you do have expert care through the Amplifon uh, program with hearing specialists uh, that can help make sure that you're getting the best quality product uh, and your coverage. So you can either call Amplifon directly uh, or you can call their Signet customer service and get connected at any time. So in addition, we do have access to our personal health team, uh, which is for individuals that are uh, experiencing chronic conditions, uh, things like diabetes, back pain, depression, arthritis, asthma, or any cardiac issues, as well as much more. And so this offers you 24-7 support. Um, so if you need uh, assistance managing your condition, if you want questions, ask your doctor in between appointments uh, or just have questions around your health plan in general. Uh, these advocates are able to assist you and once again, get you answers to the questions you need 24-7 and also work with you on an ongoing basis. So highly encourage you to reach out uh, if you are experiencing this. And if you are an active employee, uh, hopefully you've heard about the Motivate Me program. Uh, you're able to get um, payroll deposits uh, and money for uh, doing healthy behaviors like your health assessment, our annual well visits, um, you know, our coaching programs. Uh, so highly encourage you to take advantage of these resources. If you haven't um, gone on and completed your health assessment to start receiving these rewards, you can do so now between the end of the uh, plan year on December 31st, um, but everything will reset starting January 1. So uh, you can start strong with those healthy behaviors by completing your health assessment and taking advantage of those. On the next slide, we'll show you what that program looks like when you log into MySigna.com or the MySigna mobile app. Um, you're going to click on that wellness tab on the right-hand side at the top. Uh, click on wellness incentives. Uh, we did increase the uh, amount you can earn. So 350 points equals $350 deposited in your paycheck. We also added spouses a few years ago that can earn up to $100. Uh, so, you know, once again, great way to earn some additional money for things that you're probably doing already. Uh, so, you know, highly encourage you to register on mysigna.com and uh, start earning those rewards now. Uh, in addition, we do have the OMADA program, uh, and OMADA is geared towards helping with type 2 diabetes, uh, and preventing that is a CDC-recognized program that's geared towards uh, weight loss. And so you, if you do, uh, if you are accepted into the program, uh, you will receive a digital scale and have access to online coaching opportunities, um, including nutritionists, uh, and lifestyle management coaches, as well as a group of supportive individuals that are going through uh, the same type of, of support. And so, you know, once again, this program is at no cost to you. Um, so you can, uh, you know, submit your application to be accepted into the program uh, and start enrolling as, as soon as you become eligible starting January 1. So as always, uh, we are a 24-7 customer assistance uh, program. Um, during enrollment, we do have a special um, pre-enrollment line number that you see there. And so if you want to review your plan options, if you want to review um, to make sure your providers are in network, or if you want to talk about how your costs would work on either of the plans, um, please reach out at any time. And that extends throughout the plan year as well. So after January 1 or even after November 30th, um, you do have that 24-7 support, so anything within the Cigna um, sphere that, you know, you have questions on, uh, our reps are always available uh, to answer those questions and assist at any time. And so once again, we also have resources through the MySigna website as well as our mobile app. 
Um, but you know, once again, if you need those cost estimates, if you want to uh, access any of the programs or resources that we talked about today, or any of the others uh, that are available, um, you can reach out at any time uh, to be able to get this information. So I know Rob mentioned a few of these already, uh, but we wanna, you know, once again, make sure you're aware of resources like our free in-network preventative care. So no costs for things like your annual well visits, immunizations, preventative screenings. Uh, we do have our online health assessment that kicks off our Motivate Me program. We have online uh, coaching programs as well as telephonic through our lifestyle management programs. Those are at no cost to you. Uh, we also have our Healthy Pregnancy, Healthy Babies program, uh, which is for our expecting parents. Uh, and you can earn up to $150 if you enroll in the first trimester. If you are a Cigna member, you do get discounts through our Healthy Rewards programs, which includes health and wellness items, such as fitness club memberships, vision and hearing care, yoga products, uh, weight management, nutrition, as well as much more. In addition to the virtual care and customer service opportunities, on the next slide, um, we also have information about our health information line, uh, which is a great way to get support. This is a free service that you can talk to uh, doctors and nurses um, and get that late night medical treatment support. Um, as we mentioned, we also have treatment decision support for managing your care, hospital coordination if you're admitted to the hospital, case management services for any type of serious or catastrophic events. Um, we have our chronic condition support coaching that we talked about, as well as our cancer care support. Uh, and these are inclusions, so no cost uh, for engaging in these services. Uh, just once again, trying to give you information to help support uh, your care and making sure you're getting the best cost and quality uh, for, and not hopefully spending too much money on the plan. Uh, so we'll stick around for questions afterwards, uh, but I believe I'm passing it over uh, to our friends over at the Flexible Benefit Administrators. Um, can you all hear me okay? Yes, yes we, we can. can. Okay. All right. Perfect. All right. Good afternoon. Um, thank you so much for having us today. My name is Caitlin. Um, I'm with Flexible Benefit Administrators. Um, so I'm very happy to um, be here today to be able to present um, the flexible funding accounts that are available to you all um, for open enrollment. All right. Um, so I just wanted to go over just um, some housekeeping items really quick before we um, dive into uh, further detail. Um, so with the flexible spending accounts, it always requires an active enrollment. Um, so I know uh, Rob mentioned earlier, you all are going through an active enrollment this year. So um, that does include the flexible spending account plans. Um, and that is the case with these accounts each and every year. So if you are um, you know, planning to re-enroll, uh, please do not forget to make an active election. And if you would like to be a first-time participant um, in 2024, then uh, definitely make your election during open enrollment. Um, and then you do not have to be on Loudoun County's insurance plan in order to be a participant in the flexible spending account. Um, so as you all know, with like the health savings account, for example, you have to be enrolled in the high deductible plan. Um, but with a flexible spending account, you do not have to be uh, enrolled in the county's insurance. It's not linked, bundled, or tied to any insurance plan. Um, so long as you're not covered um, on a dependent high deductible health plan, then you can enroll in the flexible spending account. And then not only can you utilize these plans to pay for your expenses, but you can also um, put in additional funds to pay for expenses for your dependents, such as a spouse, children, stepchildren, disabled parents, anyone that you claim as a dependent, you can utilize this account for their expenses. Um, so just keep that in mind when making your election. Maybe you think you need $1,000 for you, but then you need an additional 500 um, for your child's medical costs, then you may wanna elect 1500. And then, um, as I mentioned, with the health savings account, if you are a participant in that plan um, with the county, then you are not eligible to participate in the healthcare FSA. So just keep that in mind when um, looking at today's presentation. Next slide, please. All right, so the key information um, that we're gonna be talking about today in the three accounts um, are the healthcare FSA, the dependent care FSA, and the limited purpose FSA. So I'm gonna go into detail about each of those individually. Um, but overall, as far as your plan year dates um, for all three of these accounts, 
is January 1st of 2024 through December 31st of 2024. Um, and then you do have an additional two and a half month grace period. Um, so this is an extension that's allowed on your plan. So essentially the timeframe that you have to incur expenses will be January 1st of 2024 through March 15th of 2025. Um, so that will be the timeframe that you'll wanna look at when making your election um, during this year's open enrollment. And then you uh, do also have a uh, run-out period on the plan. So this is just an additional time frame that you have to submit claims to flexible benefit administrators if you paid out of pocket um, for an eligible expense during the year. So let's say in March you go out, you know, you go to um, the doctor and you pay for a copay out of pocket, um, and then later on you're you need to get reimbursed for that. Um, then you have all the way until April 31st of 2025 to submit that to us to um, to get reimbursed. So just to reiterate that again in summary, you have January 1st of 2024 through March 15th of 2025 to incur expenses, and then until April 30th of 2025 to submit expenses to get reimbursed. All right, next slide, please. So the first account that we're gonna um, do an overview on is the healthcare FSA. Um, so the healthcare FSA is a pre-tax benefit account um, that can be used to pay for your um, eligible medical, dental, and vision care expenses um, for you and your dependents. So the first benefit to this account is, um, of course, as I mentioned, is that it's pre-tax. Um, so any money that you set aside into this account or um, disperse from this account is on a pre-tax basis. Um, so you have about um, 20% in tax savings um, for every dollar that you put towards this plan. And then the second benefit to this account is that it's pre-funded. So the IRS considers this a first dollar coverage plan, which means the amount that you elect is gonna be available to you on day one of the plan year. Um, so if you elect up to the maximum, um, which is currently set at $3,050, then that is the amount that's gonna be available to you to spend on January 1st. And if you could just hit um, the arrow. Um, so I wanted to throw out just a couple eligible um, items under this account. Um, so as we all know, uh, with your insurance uh, covers their portion of their costs, but then you always have some type of out-of-pocket cost that you have to incur, um, such as a copay, coinsurance, deductibles. Um, so this account isn't changing what you're paying for, it's just changing how you pay it, because now you're doing it with pre-tax dollars. Um, so some additional expenses that you can pay for with this account are your chiropractor and acupuncture visits, your hospital urgent care and telehealth visits, any imaging services, x-rays, MRIs, CAT scans, your vision care, so contacts, glasses, LASIK surgery, prescription sunglasses, um, your dental expenses are eligible, caps, crowns, bridges, dental implants. Um, as long as it's not cosmetic in nature, it would be um, eligible for dental um, reimbursement. And then also anything that falls under orthodontics would be eligible as well. Um, I wanted to touch on this just a little bit because with the orthodontics, it does work a little bit differently than most eligible expenses under this account. Um, just because you are eligible to be reimbursed for the duration of your orthodontic contract if you have one on file with your orthodontist. Um, so even if your orthodontic contract expands um, the duration of your plan year or your time frame to incur expenses, then just provide that a copy of that contract to us and we'll make sure that you're reimbursed from your flexible spending account throughout the whole duration of that orthodontic contract. Um, and then lastly, they, there are quite a few eligible over-the-counter uh, products eligible under the healthcare FSA as well. Um, so if you could just uh, go to the next slide for me. So here's a... Um, a brief list of the uh, items that are eligible um, that are over the counter. So if you are uh, maybe haven't participated in the past few years in the flexible spending account, then this may be um, new to you just because the CARES Act back in 2020 permanently reinstated most over the counter products as eligible expenses without the need for a prescription. Um, so in years past, these items were not eligible under the FSA, but now they are. Um, so just to name a few, so sunscreen, as long as it's SPF 30 or more, um, any thermometers, uh, menstrual, fem female menstrual products, pain relievers, allergy medicines, eye drops, cold and flu medications, um, all of these you can purchase using your flexible spending account. Um, if you need to browse 
um, additional items or um, just want to take a look, you can visit the FSAstore.com. We are partnered with them, so you can utilize uh, their website to browse items and even purchase eligible items and have them shipped to your home. And then I know Amazon has a full list as well, so if you're on Amazon and just search FSA eligible items, then you should find all these items and more. And then um, there are still a few items that are considered dual purpose and would require a prescription um, or letter of, letter of medical necessity in order to be eligible for reimbursement. So those items are um, multivitamins, herbal supplements, and fiber supplements. The only one exception to this rule is prenatal vitamins. So if you have to purchase prenatal vitamins, um, those can still be eligible um, without needing a prescription or letter of medical necessity. Next slide, please. All right, so the second account that is available to you is the Dependent Care FSA. Um, so with the Dependent Care FSA, it is often confused just because it is not an account that you would set aside money for to pay for your dependent medical expenses. It is an um, account for you to pay for the care of a dependent. Um, so think more broadly than just your um, children because this account can also be used to pay for um, any elderly or disabled parents that you claim as a dependent. Um, so just like the account that we just talked about, the healthcare FSA, this is a pre-tax benefit account. So any money that you set aside um, is taken out of your paycheck on a pre-tax basis. Um, so that is definitely uh, beneficial to you because we know how costly uh, childcare can be. So it is uh, definitely beneficial to have those uh, tax savings on those dollars that you're putting into this account. Um, the Dependent Care FSA has a maximum of $5,000, and this is a per household limit. Um, so if you are married and filing a separate tax return, um, you and your spouse could only claim up to I'm sorry, $2,500 each, um, just because it is a $5,000 maximum per household. Um, and this account is not pre-funded. Um, so as I mentioned with the healthcare FSA, um, the funds were available to you immediately, but with the Dependent Care FSA, you have to have payroll deductions um, withheld from your payroll, and a deposit will be made into this account for how much you're contributing each pay period, and that will be the allotment that you will be um, able to use at that time. Um, so with this account, a lot of people um, you know, pay out of pocket at the beginning of the plan year or submit a claim at the beginning of the plan year to, um, to FBA, and then we just reimburse you as you have had deposits from your account. Um, and then we can also pay your daycare provider on your behalf as well if you submit a claim to us. And with the Dependent Care FSA, um, it is a little bit different than how most of your um, health insurance or the healthcare FSA may, may work because with those, in order to change your contribution amount, you have to have some type of qualifying event. Um, but with the Dependent Care FSA, a cost or coverage change is considered a qualifying event. Um, so if at the beginning of the year, you have your child in um, daycare, and then later on, maybe your spouse starts working from home, um, and they are able to care for your child during the day, then uh, you can uh, change your election to this account since you had a cost or coverage change uh, to your plan. And just to reiterate some of the eligible items, so your child care expenses, any adult daycare, extended care, um, any nanny that you may bring into your home is eligible uh, under the Dependent Care FSA, any preschool expenses, sick child care, and then any summer day camp is eligible as well. Um, I do just want to put emphasis on that though, uh, just because if it involves any type of overnight stay, um, it would no longer be eligible under the, the plan. It would have to be strictly a day camp. And the last account that is available for you to enroll in is the Limited Purpose FSA. Um, so this is for those of you that are in the High Deductible Health Plan or the Health Savings Account. This, an, this is an additional plan that is eligible for you. Um, so with this account, you can pay for your out-of-pocket dental, vision, um, and preventative care expenses um, using pre-tax dollars. So again, you can use this account for you and your dependents. Um, so if you are in the Health Savings Account, um, you may want to utilize that for your medical expenses strictly and then the, use the limited purpose FSA to pay for your dental and vision um, just because when you utilize the um, funds from your health savings account for your dental vision, it doesn't count towards your deductible. 
So you may want to set aside additional funds into this account um, to pay for those. That way you can save your HSA dollars for your medical uh, expenses. And then also the benefit to enrolling in this account is that it is pre-funded dollars. So whatever amount you elect up to the maximum of $3,050 um, is available to you on day one. So if you are going to be a first-time participant in the health savings account this year, then you may not have a balance accumulated as of yet. Um, so with the limited purpose FSA, the funds are immediately available to you. That way, you know if you know you need to pay for out-of-pocket dental or vision expenses um, right at the beginning of the year, then you can go ahead and enroll in this account. So for your eligible items, it includes your dental visits, vision exams, orthodontics, crowns, bridges, and dental implants, any prescription glasses or sunglasses, and then your contacts and LASIK surgery. Next slide, please. All right, so lastly, we're gonna talk about how you can access these benefits if you choose to enroll. So the number one way is utilizing FBA's uh, benefits card. So if you are already a participant in this account, um, then you may already have access to one of these cards, but if you are going to be a first-time participant in 2024, then a card will automatically be issued to you. And then the cards are valid for three years after their issue date. Um, so if you are a current participant, just take a look at your card. If that is due to expire, then and uh, we will automatically issue you a new one so long as you remain a participant in the plan. And then you will be able to access any and all accounts that you enroll in um, through Flexible Benefit Administrators with one card. So if you would like to participate in the healthcare FSA and the dependent care FSA or the limited FSA and dependent care FSA, then you can access um, both or all your accounts with one card. And then if you um, happen to uh, forget your card and you're at the doctor's office or maybe your daycare provider doesn't accept our master card, then you can always pay out of pocket for your expense. We do offer um, both check or direct deposit reimbursement if you pay out of pocket. And then if you provide us with any type of bill um, that you may not have paid, um, then we can pay that provider for you um, on your behalf. Um, so we just need to see a bill showing that the services um, have been rendered, um, and then we can just make payment um, to that provider for you if requested. Just hit the tab one more time. All right, so FBA does offer a mobile app for you to have 24-7 self-service access to your flexible spending accounts. Um, and then not only are there a lot of self-service features such as viewing your account balance, being able to submit a claim, or viewing up to two years of account history, um, but there are a lot, a lot of tools also built in that can just help you become a better consumer of your healthcare dollars. Um, so if you utilize your app to plug in your insurance network, um, it will help you find providers in your network um, based on the procedure that you're having done and based on um, the what would be the most cost effective for you and um, which providers have the best patient ratings. Um, we do also have a good BuyRx card built in. So if you want to utilize that versus um, having the prescription run through your insurance, if that um, would be more cost effective for you, um, but you can also view um, any pharmacies in your area that have the lowest cost for that prescription that you need. And then earlier in the presentation, we discussed quite a few over-the-counter products that are eligible and how you can view um, those, but you can also utilize your mobile app for this. Um, so if you're at the pharmacy and you pick up a product and you're unsure if it is eligible for reimbursement or for purchase, um, you can pull out FBA's mobile app, use our barcode scanner, and it will let you know if it is eligible or if it needs a letter of medical necessity or prescription. And then lastly, you can manage your account from the app as well. So if you need cards for your dependents um, or if you need to update your profile information um, or set up any text message alerts to be sent to you, then you can do all of that through the app. Um, this is available for all your accounts. So if you are in healthcare FSA, limited FSA or dependent care FSA, you have access to uh, the mobile app. And then the last feature that's available uh, to you is FBA's participant portal. Um, so there are a lot of additional features that are available to you. Um, all of the things that you can do from the mobile app, um, you can do from the participant portal. 
So we do request that you register through the participant portal first, and then the same username and password will get you into the mobile app. Um, and even if you aren't a participant, you still have access to the features through SBA's portal. Um, so if you wanted to view any of our educational videos, um, FAQ documents, or plan tutorials to learn more about the plan, then those are available to you right from the homepage, as well as any calculators um, that can help you analyze your tax savings um, and help you decide how much you should put into the plan based on your monthly or annual expenses. Next slide, please. All right, so our contact information is listed here on the screen. Um, we are available to you through open enrollment and throughout the duration of your participation in an FSA. Um, so feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions, and I'm happy to answer any that you all have at this time as well. Okay, uh, thank you, Caitlin. Uh, so just a reminder, uh, I'm sorry, Alicia, did you want to take this or do you want me to? I can go right ahead. Okay, <laughs> just a reminder, we've had uh, a number of open enrollment assistance sessions throughout the county. Uh, we'll continue to have them in the month of November. We will be here all day. We'll have all of our staff down in the Dulles Room on November 30th. No appointment is needed. Uh, I would encourage you to enroll before that date. Uh, it could be kind of crazy. You know, we have over, we have over 4,000 people trying to access, access the system. Uh, so really, you know, if you want some uh, some assistance, you know, please reach out to us uh, within the benefits department. And we can try to get you taken care of. Uh, next, oh, Alicia, I'll, I'll let you take this. Okay, thanks, Rob, and uh, so Tim as well as Caitlin for speaking today. I'm going to wrap us up, and then following my um, overview here to close us out, we will take uh, questions and answer and provide some our best answers. So um, as a reminder, if you can um, uh, call, you can call Cigna to um, ask those pre-enrollment questions um, prior to enrolling. Um, the available phone number is listed here on the screen. Um, additionally, um, the benefits helpline will uh, give you access to the benefit staff members. If you have questions um, that we can address, um, our benefit specialists can be reached um, Monday through Friday, 8.30 to 5, whereas the pre-enrollment hotline for Cigna it is available 24 hours a day. Um, uh, additional resources that you can access would be sending an email to the benefits at loudon.gov email address. And um, our benefits team members will be able to assist you um, with your questions. Um, we also have another resource through Cigna. Um, you can um, ask those questions to our Cigna Care Advocate. Um, you can send an email to lcg.inquiries at cigna.com, and our Cigna Care Advocate can also assist you. Um, so to make your elections, what you need to do, if you are an active employee, you will need to log on to the MyLoudin, which is the Oracle Employee Self-Service, um, and select on benefits, um, and then view and enroll in benefits. We do have very detailed instructions on how you can um, enroll, and those instructions are available on the uh, loudon.gov forward slash open enrollment website. That will be your go-to resource for all information as it relates to open enrollment. For our retirees, if there are retirees participating on this call today, um, retirees are also accessing um, Oracle to make their elections. We do have different um, access instructions for you to enroll. Um, there are, your instructions will be available or actually are available on the loudon.gov forward slash retiree website. So that is the website directly for retirees um, to uh, get additional information and instructions on how to enroll. Um, so we spoke earlier about the Cigna Easy Choice Plan Comparison Tool. This tool, which is actually intended for our active employees to be able to access, the premiums that are listed there are based on the employee's work schedule. Um, so if you work um, between 30 or rather 30 plus hours um, per week, you will want to use the code that is listed here on the screen um, that is based on your number of hours that you work per week. Um, and if you work between 20 to 29 hours, you want to refer to that code that is specific for your work schedule. 
So access this decision support tool. Um, this support tool will provide a plan comparison based off of how you are comfortable with accessing care, um, and it's a great tool to use. So at this time, uh, what we would like to do is open the floor up for questions. Um, we will stop the recording um, so that um, we can take this moment to address questions. So Alicia, if you want to kind of go through the chat, make sure we, we've copied all of them. I think Tim has answered a number of these questions. Um, a lot of the questions were focused on the plan comparison, and I can't stress enough, uh, if you see on the screen, go to the website and look at the plan comparison document. It has all four plans. Um, it can tell you, you know, what your deductibles, how they compare, how maybe your lab work and x-rays or your semi-private rooms or or your outpatient surgical facilities, you know, what are those benefit differences? And it kind of goes from left to right in terms of uh, the most rich plan, which is the OAP high, all the way over to our high deductible plans on the left. Um, and then, of course, you just need to kind of compare that in, in, in relation to the actual rates themselves to determine what plan might be best for you. Okay, great. Um, thank you, Rob. And let's see, I think we have some uh, questions that pop, have popped in related to flexible spending accounts. Um, let me see if those have already been addressed. Uh, we can certainly take, if anyone would like to take themselves off mute and ask a question, we can take those questions as well. I have a question. Um, is there any more dates available to meet with a signature advocate virtually? Because I tried to do those, but they're all full. They're all full. Yeah. So we, we are offering those on Mondays, um, I believe from 10 to 2. And so I'll, I'll put the uh, email in there. Uh, you can reach out to our team directly to schedule those, but we should have some available. And as we mentioned, the pre-enrollment line uh, that you, you see on the screen is available, no appointment needed. Uh, and you're able to meet one-on-one -on -one with an advocate as well. Yeah, so those appointments, um, we did have a sign up available and the appointments you're saying are full. So what I would like to suggest um, as well, in addition to what Tim has indicated, is if you can send an email to um, lcg.inquiries at Cigna.com. That email is that inquiry will go directly to the Cigna Care Advocate. And then if there are specific questions about whether how a claim, if you currently have a claim, how that claim has been paid, or you want to ask questions about future uh, services, they can um, be able to assist you directly via that email. And then alternatively, um, you can reach out to our benefits team at benefits at loudon.gov. Okay, are there any additional questions that we can address? Okay, um, I do see one here in the chat as it relates to the flexible spending account. Um, the question is, uh, does the FSA account have a use it or lose it provision? And um, let's see, Caitlin, if you would like to take that question. Yeah, absolutely. I um, answered that briefly in the um, chat, but just to kind of, um, you know, explain a little bit further. So with the uh, flexible spending account, anything that you do not use during the calendar year and grace period um, is then forfeited. So just keep that in mind when you're making an election that applies to all three plan types that we talked about. Um, if you elect too much and are not able to utilize it in that uh, calendar year and grace period timeframe, um, then it will be forfeited. Great, thank you. Um, let's see, someone has raised their hand. Uh, very hard for me to see who this is. Let me see if I can tell. Oh, that, okay. that was me. I, I put the uh, I put the question in the chat for 1122. There's a session at 750 Miller Drive. Is is that a situation where we could ask any follow up substantive questions or is that strictly for help with enrolling from a technical perspective on our laptops? OK, we can actually do both. 
Um, those, those will be staffed, um, with benefit specialists. So we can certainly address benefit questions and then as well as, um, assist within getting you enrolled in your benefits for 2024. Awesome. Thank you. And just to be clear, I believe that should uh, be 1121, not 1122. Is that correct, Alicia? Yes. 1121. Thank you. On Tuesday, 1121. That's correct. Okay. Are there any additional questions that we can address? Hi, um, this is Jean. Can I ask a quick question as well? Yeah, go um, ahead. Um, yeah, uh, I saw for the HSA enrollment was not qualified for the health care um, FSA. So I 